Uh, on the line now, I have uh, journalist William Hedeman. Uh, good afternoon, William. How are you? Hi, no, I'm not too bad, thanks. And you're in France at the moment? I'm in Paris. Got here finally um, late last night, uh, Thursday night, after a very long trip from uh, uh, Dublin via Rosslare and Cherbourg. Very stormy crossing. And mm-hmm. uh, then we thought that thought the worst was behind us. But uh, we got, I should just say, I was one of a group of 35 uh, campaigners, climate campaigners uh, coming from, um, from Ireland, the Stop Climate Chaos Coalition coalition of 28 mm-hmm. NGOs and other groups uh, coming to, to protest um, to, 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 to hook up with other activists from around the world at the summit and try to put pressure on governments. Um, but but uh, we got to Cherbourg and um, the, there were a number of, of police, armed police with dogs and the usual state of emergency in France, as people know, there's a state of emergency mm-hmm. now since the attacks last month. But uh, they stopped our bus. We were held for over two hours uh, and they told us... Uh, in very clear terms, that we were going to be put back on the ferry and sent back to Ireland, which came as a huge shock to us. Uh, we, um, they said, because um, they believed that we were, uh, you know, posed a risk of uh, upsetting the peace or basically, um, you know, breaking the state of emergency. As uh, I'm not sure how much you re- listen, we know about the state of emergency. Yes, yeah, here, yeah. But, uh, You know, since since the uh, since the, the, the horrific attacks last month in Paris has uh, been in a state of emergency. And for example, this is something that's going to be very relevant for activists here now, is that a, a group of no, no more than two people are allowed to assemble on the street. So uh, three people assembling on the street is, is can be deemed as an illegal gathering or an illegal protest. So there's been very, was a very draconian crackdown here in, in France, and it's something that's... Uh, Something's been very difficult for, for Muslims here in France. Uh, uh, you know, people, uh, the authorities have been, uh, there have been a lot of uh, uh, searches of houses and people's mm-hmm. houses being uh, taken over and that. But, but um, yeah, the the, the, um, the police told us that basically it's a state of emergency and we're going to put you back on the ferry. Um, and when we asked them about it, uh, they said that they had received information from the Irish, from authorities in Ireland, right. from Ireland, which they didn't give any more, which is bizarre. They didn't give any more they didn't give any more detail than that. Um, yeah. In fact, something that if uh, the, the Irish Times online, uh, Lara Marlowe of the Irish Times contacted the police, um, French police, last night to ask them about it. And it's in an Irish report that people can read in the Irish Times online there. Mm-hmm. That's uh, b- basically the French police said yes, that they had received word from our, from authorities. Now, now, it's not clear what kind of authorities that might be, whether it would be, uh, but, um, uh, you know, it's kind of... Um, Strange one, no, isn't it? Just, it is very strange. I should just sort of f- finish the immediate story in that we, after over two hours, we people on the bus made calls to, um, to to Friends of the Earth, for example. Friends of the Earth is a big international environmental organization, and they're mm-hmm. organizing a lot of the events here in Paris. And we, we were, you know, we had been invited to uh, to an event that's on this afternoon and evening, um, uh, organized by Friends of the Earth, and that's... Uh, so, you know, there was, that's a state. You know, sorry, that's you know, that's a, that, that has the approval of police. There are big indoor. A lot of the protests and events have had to change and become creative. So, for example, there's a big event in, in a big warehouse this evening, and there are um, various things happening tomorrow um, that, that that get around the ban, as it were. But we were coming to that uh, event, and so w- w- phone calls were made uh, to various politicians in both France and Ireland and to people mm-hmm. uh, through through networks of, of uh, campaigning organizations and eventually uh, influence was brought to bear in some way. We're not sure exactly how, but we managed to get through 
and uh, we, we're, we're now in Paris. We got here very late, so uh, late last night in Paris. But you know, um, sorry, did you want to come in with a question? Yeah, no, it's just going to. I was yeah. going, you've answered most of it. I was going to say that yes. uh, they knew the the climate, the, what it was like, the protocol uh, uh, with the emergency and all that. So the, the they've organise something else because if there's more than three how the hell are you going to protest uh, without getting yeah. yourselves arrested yeah, exactly. but how effective well, is it yeah. sorry how effective yeah. uh, with the alternative that they took indoors how effective did they expect that to be for instance and how are they going to get well around? yeah I mean I mean this, this evening um, uh, this, this is a large assembly to something that was going to happen at the Place de Republique which was going to be sort of a people's assembly uh, but it's now uh, in a big indoor building uh, that would be a, an assembly and planning and training for tomorrow. Tomorrow there will be events happening out in the street. And for example, you asked about how how would you get around the ban on more than three three mm. people yeah. uh, assembling. Uh, well, for example, there's going to be uh, an event. The, the exact nature of which I'm still not clear on, but it's um, going to be um, uh, joining up p- people in t- two people in pairs will be dotted all around the city and. Um, they will uh, <clears throat> uh, create, uh, spell out a, a message about climate change mm-hmm. uh, using geo-tagging so that people will be able to see it through a website uh, online. Um, I'm still, it's difficult to get the exact, um, uh, it, they're going to spell out the words uh, climate justice peace and uh, using geolocation, so lighting up a map of the city with their locations. I'm sorry I don't have an exact web link yes, that yeah, at the moment. Yeah here but uh i i am um, for example people may have seen at the start of the summit that there was due to be a big protest um on the 29th of november when there was they're in dublin and all around the world and here in paris that was that was banned so mm-hmm. uh, people thousands of pairs of shoes were left as a sort of symbolic protest uh, on the street um there was another a, a chain uh, you know a human chain where people were spread out in this line all the way across Paris. So those kinds of events going on. Mm-hmm. Um, meanwhile, uh, I- inside, I suppose the important message to get across is that, you know, um, the, the the governments that are meeting and negotiating a climate change deal, uh, along with those government delegations in, uh, the, in, 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 the, in the summit, their the location, there are huge numbers, hundreds of, of lobbyists um, from oil companies and various corporations, um, various dirty industries and so on. Like Air France is one of the sponsors, for example. There are mm-hmm. a whole range of corporate sponsors of COP21. And, uh, you know, th- this is, which sort of makes a mockery of it the whole thing. Sounds contradictory, doesn't it? Yeah. It's contradictory, yeah. yeah. Uh, these are companies that are trying to, through very high-paid high paid lobbyists, are trying to push ideas such as, um, you know, relying on new technologies. And we're not talking here about, uh, you know, renewable energy, you know, solar panels or wind turbines. What they're trying to push is, oh, you know, we don't actually have to pull back on emissions that drastically, or we don't have to stop uh, extracting oil and, and gas and coal because... There are technologies that can be developed. You know this idea, mm-hmm. and it's ideas put out that uh, there's from carbon capture to all sorts of uh, ranging from the sci-fi to the uh, you know a whole range of um, ideas that would um, actually be able to sort of counteract or undo the effects of climate change. Yes, yeah, sure. um, and this is just leading 
uh, you know, leading government to public opinion in a false direction. You know, there is a um, the, the simple truth is, and it's a very difficult reality for for, for governments and the mainstream media and for for mainstream society to to accept. But you know, um, it's simple fact. There are some simple truths that have to be accepted. One is that uh, scientists have said that at least eighty percent of known fossil fuel reserves. So that's four fifths of the oil and gas that we know that we know about uh, that has been discovered and that is still under the ground. That eighty percent of that needs to be left under the ground in order to avoid runaway climate change. In order, in order, in order to avoid um, a rise in temperatures of two degrees over over pre-industrial levels. Yes, you probably know we're up to one degree above yes, yeah. pre-industrial levels already. Well, um, so. We yeah, can, yeah. That's one another is that we did need to, you know, it's it's a fact. It's about reducing consumption. You know, every uh, so, so governments across the world talk about wanting to be serious about climate change, but at the same time pushing growth, and it's something that's very difficult to confront. Uh, the, the the nature of mainstream economics that uh, every government is pursuing growth year on year. If that, that that's simply not sustainable. Um, resources are going to run out, but also in the shorter term, it contributes more and more to to um, to, to climate change. Yeah, and I think to, uh, I think uh, William, the way it's manifesting itself actually around the world, and maybe what's happening in Ireland at the moment is self-evident that something drastic will need to be done in a shorter period of time that has been uh, predicted on previous occasions when there's been studies done. Um, in terms of the, uh, the speed of which climate change, yeah, climate change is happening. Um, yeah, th- things things are um, things are happening more quickly uh, in terms of, for example, the um, the the, the um, Arctic and Antarctic ice, you know, glaciers and um, ice sheets in in near the North and South Pole are, are uh, you know, scientists have been monitoring these for decades, and they were talking about the effects of when they <clears throat> a rise in temperatures causes them to melt and fall mm-hmm. into the sea, and that has a knock-on effect of raising sea levels and so on. Yeah. Um, but that, that they've been monitoring that, and some of that is uh, they have to keep revising their estimates because these things are happening more quickly. In, in Ireland, I mean, you asked about Ireland, I suppose, we, we, just as we were leaving, there was a storm, and uh, we hear about these extreme weather events or these you know, one-in-a-hundred-year events, and some of these extreme events, they're happening more quickly. And quickly, yeah. So, scientists are clear that um, storms and floods are that, that climate. We can't say necessarily that any individual uh, storm or flood is directly caused by climate change. But but those events are scientists are saying clearly those events are happening more often. Yeah. and are more severe. And I don't, I don't think of climate change. Yeah, I don't think they can use the excuse all the time as well that it's just cycles that uh, the Earth has gone through. It's just a cycle. This happened a hundred years ago, and that happened in all the South of Korea. Incidentally, I'm sorry I didn't cut it out, but I was, I had a quick look at the paper, one of the papers before I left this morning, and uh, it was film reviews actually, and there's a wonderful, it got glorious uh, reviews for a new documentary out about this guy that's been studying her over the past fifty years himself independently and seemingly at the end of the documentary says now what are you going to do but it's a striking documentary this guy that's reviewing it said that he would be moved by it I know there's been lots of uh, um, uh, documentaries made about it but this one seemingly yeah. uh, seems to be very effective specifically so, about, about the uh, ice about climate ice change 
Yeah, 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 I think he was yeah. in Alaska. Anyway, um, the Taoiseach didn't help. I know uh, no, you, you no. were delayed getting over there, but on his initial speech, he was rather muddled in what he was saying. And, oh, and, very much so, yeah, then, yeah, yeah. You yeah. know, it, it was... I think the important thing for... You know, what, what, what we were joking about on the bus after we got through uh, and we were on the way to Paris was to say that, you know, finally the... Um, Finally, official Ireland, or finally the Irish state, or something Ireland is, is taking a real uh, role, or taking a proactive role in uh, COP21 and the climate summit, uh, because uh, you know the reference to the fact that someone in Ireland had sent information that almost led to us getting deported, and that's a reference also to the fact that yeah, the, the official Irish position has been one of very much um, you know our climate change isn't really Ireland's problem, and we can't. We can't play our, play, play our part. It's something that on the first day, as you say, there was a muddled message because Andy Kenny in his speech, mm-hmm. uh, you know, he had some quite lofty uh, statements and, and oratory in his speech to world leaders on the first day of COP21. But on the same day, speaking to Irish reporters, he sent a different message, which effectively said, um, oh, don't pay too much attention to what I was saying there in the, in the hall. Uh, uh, you know, it's and, typical, and the key isn't it? message he wants... Oh really? Yeah, and the key the key message he wants to get get across to um, to the Irish to, in Ireland is that uh, he's looking after farmers. And what we're what we're really seeing in Ireland's position uh, on climate change, the official Irish position of the government, uh, and the Kenny and Alan Kelly, the Environment Minister, mm-hmm. you know, in particular, is the power of the IFA, the power of the farming lobby. Uh, farming accounts for nine um, percent, just nine percent of the economy in terms of jobs. So 9% of jobs are in agriculture, but 30% of our carbon emissions come from agriculture and it's growing. And the really frightening thing is the government, you know, the Irish government, the Department of Agriculture, has a plan to massively increase agricultural output um, over over the coming years. And it's, you know, it's, it's simply not possible to do that while at the same time... Um, uh, Contributing to, reduce, yeah. You know, it's it's yeah, yeah. it's a it's a, it's a contradiction as as we said at the outset and um, uh, that's what they're talking about now growth all right uh, I I'm running out of time William but uh, sure, can, no, can yeah. I ask you um, uh, when you arrived there I know you haven't had much time to get around to many places but the atmosphere in France are people still as nervous or is it beginning to abate a little bit. Uh, yeah, so we got in late last night and I haven't really been out about much so far. But, um, yeah, I mean, the streets, certainly were, there, there were people hadn't, there wasn't exactly a curfew or anything, you know, uh, mm-hmm. on the streets last night. But, uh, yeah, I think, you know, life goes on. And um, and uh, it, certainly the organisers, from what I'm hearing so far, the, the organisers of the various, of the various events, um, you know, environmental organisations, organisations here have a lot of creative alternatives to, to you know, originally with that hopes to have big outdoor protests, so there's a lot of creative alternatives happening. Yeah. You know, but um, yeah, we'll see. We'll see what happens. Yeah, so, I'm just wondering as well the uh, sort of uh, the counter effect to what would happen, like when, when there's too much uh, out there, uh, like if you see too many gendarmes, guards, or police, whatever you want to call them, yeah. on the streets carrying guns and that like that, where people would sort of be a little bit alleviated over the, the, the two weeks since it happened but then they keep seeing these and it's a reminder of it so it has a counter effect sometimes I know it has to be done but uh, I imagine yes, that's what yeah. would, the way it would be sure sure yeah okay well how yeah, long well, you got we'll how long well, thanks no, okay how long yeah. are you going to be over there with him uh, I'm going to Sunday um, come back on Monday 
Okay. Yeah. Okay, we'll yeah. enjoy and uh, maybe I'll talk to you in the future and let us know what's happening okay. over there. Thanks very much, right, thanks, William. Thanks Thank you. Bye-bye. Okay. Okay. Bye. Bye. Bye.